it is friday and we are having a little bit of fun today make it a little less serious than yesterday we had a had a pretty intense session yesterday today I think I want to go into the culture of astrology and how it has evolved today through a sense, through a sense and a lens of memes, history, jokes, certain um, stereotypes that are associated with signs. I want to discuss a lot of those because it's common culture practice to stereotype a lot of signs based on just their sun sign. And I think it's pretty freaking funny that there's some truth in a few of these stereotypes. Like the stereotype that Aries people tend to be quick-witted, clumsy, and always on the path to get what they want. They call them toddlers of the zodiac because they're the first sign in the zodiac. How Taurus the bull is seen as stubborn and unyielding and, and overindulgent. Or how Virgos are seen as meticulous, fickle, and finicky. A lot of these do have basis in astrological knowledge, but just like any other form of stereotype, it pretty much ran its own course and ran amok. So... There's a lot about different stereotypes in astrology. Like as my co-host here is a Virgo and they're known for being fickle and over analytical and very critical. But I love them all the same. My good friend, Mr. Hakeem Ali Bocas Alexander. Good. What's up? Getting set up here. <laughs> Some form of work. That's another Virgo stereotype. <clears throat> They'll work themselves to death. And today, if you're just joining, I'm diving into the idea of astrology and how it affects, it affects us today. Just like Geminis are known for being overly chatty and kind of loud all the time and forever moving on to the next conversation because of the mercury root sign right or how cancers are considered crybabies but they're pretty they're they're some of the most cutthroat people i've ever met and another stereotype about them most crimes of passion are com committed by cancers so crybabies my ass what, all right hold on what statistics do we have to back this up Hold on, I can look it up. We can Google it. Google my friend. All right, um, we'll do that. Give it a Google. I heard that <sighs> years ago. These are just stereotypes now. We're going into okay. astrological oh. and technology from the All stars right. to memes. Side note, I just bought the uh, the Black Tarot set. An Ancestral Awakening Deck and Guidebook by Niasha Williams. Cause, simply because of the fact that it has, one of the cards has Capoeira players on it. And I'm like really excited. Let the spirits guide you. 
awaken ancestral ties and connect to the divine with Black Tarot, a deluxe tarot, a deluxe tarot deck and guidebook set from author. Oh, a deluxe tarot deck and guidebook set from author Niasha, Niasha Williams, featuring a, and celebrating exclusively black figures and imagery. This deluxe set includes 78 full-color tarot cards, a 144-page full-color illustrated guidebook, and a keepsake box. Ooh. <clears throat> That's so, cute. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit much to carry around, but, you know... You are the epitome of bag lady. You got all the books in the world carrying them with you. Carry he carries a library with him. Yes. Now I have. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say how many books. Okay. Mm. One, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then three notebooks, so twelve altogether. I have a, I have a whole a whole astrological sign of set of books with me. A dozen. A dozen. The full spectrum, and they range from science to mysticism. Yep. I've rounded it out. Pretty well-rounded vocabulary to keep around with you. If you ever have to take a reference to anything. That's right. So, (laughs) one tarot, one numerology, and one uh, rune rune book. So, the three of them, there's only three of them. That are more mysticism. Actually, no, because one of them is Moon Magic and Mindfulness book from Graciela, which is a uh, a blend. It's practical in that it's a um, a journal and agenda, but it's based on moon cycles. And okay, so anyway, let let me not distract from this agenda here, though. By the way, astrology, <laughs> astrologia, and technology. You could, you could technically put astrologia e technologia, but that's cool. Ooh, I might edit the title and call it that. But I really want to jump into how astrologia has shaped the culture we stand in. Like, down to the languages. It moves in all presences. In all presence. And it's, it exists in just about every culture. Every culture has their own version of it with its own stories and how they came to be and the mysticism behind it. Like, I never get bored with it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see how one could get bored with something. It's got so many... So many different facets, and plus, you know, you can do readings for different people, and <clears throat> and that itself lends a huge, huge, huge uh, dimension of variety to it. Absolutely, because when I look at it, like I did a reading for Anthony this morning on his show, a little bit of synergy. And he was like, I got to go back and listen to this because you just read my whole chart and it was 96% accurate. Hmm. Wait, he said that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a pretty good bad average because one of the ways that people try to invalidate astrologica or astrologica is with... The idea 
that it's not 100% accurate. But I don't really know of any science that isn't a law that isn't 100% that is 100% accurate. Like we have the law of gravity that's accurate all the time. Well, um, there is one science that's accurate all the time. What? Mathematics. True. In, and that's the basis. That's the basis of astronomy. Mm-hmm. So it's invaluable. It's like, it's always going to be the same, regardless of where you go or how you move it. And I think that's pretty freaking cool. Yes, it is indeed. I concur. When I tell you I absolutely love it, I absolutely love it. Because I can never get bored with it. You know, by the way, I opted to go to the um, the Barnes and Nobles across from <clears throat> the hotel instead of going out to the the one that I like more, simply because um, it was closer. I had time to stop to eat and buy the book and relax and sit down and get ready. Because if I would have went over there, it would have taken me maybe a half an hour, <clears throat> and it would have been a, I would have been a rushing mess. <clears throat> I see I'm how glad that, that I glad that I got here. Me too. You got set up and you got comfortable. Now I will say that some of the stereotypes in astrology kind of ring true because I followed a therapist on was it TikTok and Instagram, and he uses astro astrology in his help for people stuck in situations in therapy based on yes uh oh we lost him it's like yes so what he does is he'll look at the birth chart and the sun sign and notice where certain people will get stuck in different aspects of life and goes from there like he did a series of questions and it was based on the stereotype, but a lot of times they were accurate because he would have people that were like, say for instance, a cancer son. Why he would ask a series of questions about attachment theories and how they felt in their situation and what were they needing to let go of? And then they would go further into it. And look up what aspects were transiting through their life right now and how they could affect and fix that too. So he takes astrology and crosses it with his knowledge of philosophy and psychiatry to build a profile plan to help his clients get unstuck. That is one of my favorite blends of astrology and technology. Ways of helping people based on charting. And I, as I look at it, it's like, yes, the old knowledge is blending with the new. And we're getting to a point where we're building 
using old concepts but adding in the new knowledge that we have instead of just throwing out the baby with the bathwater and throwing out all old knowledge is just hogwash we're taking the pieces that are necessary and using them to build and help people and I find it really really cool there is a writer that talks about this concept. And his name's Ken Wilber. He's American philosopher. Yes, I've heard of Ken Wilber. Mm-hmm. He has the integral theory, a philosophy which suggests synthesis of all human knowledge and experience. So what we're trying to do- Yo, bro, yo, 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 hold on for a second. All I did was type in on my other device the two words most S-E-R. I didn't even get to put serial killer. And the first thing that popped up was most serial killer zodiac signs. Yeah, the technology listens very well. Um, <clears throat> these four zodiac signs account for 40% of all serial killers. Um, most common sign, is, it says uh, um, Scorpio. Well, let me go back to the... Because the summary says Scorpio is number one, Cancer, Sagittarius, and Pisces. <laughs> at, at 46 serial killers each. Yep. Oh, now oh. another one says Pisces, Sagittarius, and Gemini or Vir- Virgo appear more, more likely than general population to become a serial killer. And another one says Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. So two, so far, anyway, uh, I don't want to get too bogged down in that, but... What I'm more concerned about is the fact that I didn't even type in the whole dang thing. The integration of technology. It listens well. I see Especially that. With all the apps that we have going and everything we have running at one time and all the access that these apps have, of course we're going to have a few listening in, especially with Google. Google listens very well. Hmm. Alright, Google ain't frugal with your your data at all at all oh, let's look up astrology memes astrology memes Yes, because they're deeply embedded into the culture. And so many people talk about astrology memes. I think right now I'm looking at the top results on Instagram and there's pages upon pages of just generalizations about sun signs. So I'm going to read because I'm Aries and I am absolutely vain in that aspect this meme is all about random facts about the signs and it says it's from moonly horoscope it say aries laughs at the most fucked up situations looks mean but is a baby extra extra as fuck dramatic as fuck gets mad easily but can't hold a grudge falls in love fast and hard has no problem cutting people off. Flirts with you out of boredom, then ghosts you. Ooh, petty. 
let's see if I can find Virgo. Okay, Virgo, generalization, random facts, sarcastic and has a dark sense of humor, becomes ice cold if you break the trust, needs to be the best at everything they do, secretive and private as fuck, effortlessly elegant, has resting bitch face but is so sweet, low-key, freaky, and kinky as fuck. What the hell are you reading? Astrology memes. For For who? This is that was Virgo, and the first one I read was Aries. Telling me I'm low key, I'm kinky. Low key, huh? Well, it's interesting, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Then we have Venus through the signs, and I'm Venus in Aries. With this particular placement, Venus is the, in the domain of Mars. As Mars is the natural ruler of Aries, Venus rules love and sensuality. Mars rules sex as it is action-based. So having Venus in Aries could make an individual with this placement very passionate and very forward about what they want. I have been told that I can run men off by being too forward. But eh, who needs them? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it feels kind of gross if women are too, uh, or anybody in general, like, uh, to me, like, I just don't like people coming on to me hard, like, it really, really bugs me, you know, when I was in West Hollywood, like, you know, if, if, if the guys were like, oh, you're so cute, right, the gay guys were, you know, I'm fine with that, hug me, maybe give me a peck on the cheek, all that stuff like that, but then if they start talking all this stuff and grabbing at me, or like, oh my god, the things I would do to you, or even with women, dude, I'm just like, chill the fuck out, man, you're grossing me the fuck out right now. Now that is a violation of boundaries. Being open for what I want is a totally different thing. I don't put my hands on people and make them uncomfortable, but I will say, I think you're cute. And then we have Venus in Leo, which is your placement. Leo is naturally ruled by the great luminary, the sun. So when you add romantic Venus here, these individuals want to experience love and romance that is larger than life. Individuals that have this placement are vibrant, bold, and hungry for love and passion in their lives. Hmm. So that's just generalizations and memes. Ooh, there is a page called This is Virgo. It says, don't fall in love with a Virgo. Don't fall in love with a Virgo because they are the most real people you'll ever meet. Their honesty and ability to just not hide who they really are will motivate you to be your true self. They have a tough time accepting their mistakes and shortcomings. They hold on to the past tighter than they should and struggle to forgive themselves. This is ironic because they will be the first to forgive you and won't hold a grudge. Oh, that's true. <clears throat> I don't do grudges. You just go ice cold. Yeah, I just don't want to see anything anymore, person. I don't. I don't have time for being betrayed. I don't make time for it. It's beneath me. 
Like in, like in the grave beneath me, where it belongs. I think I'm going to put a couple of screenshots in the... Um, put a couple of screenshots in the comments, because a lot of these are really funny memes. What's your, um, what's your, your handle on Twitter again? Twitter is. Let me look at it. It's something on about Twitter. a wandering. Yes, wandering goose. Underscore wandering goose. That's right. There's an underscore first. This is finding you diff- making it difficult to find. Because the original wandering goose was a, a goose oh. fan page. And first of all, this is my business account on Twitter. I need to. Get past that. Jeez, Hakeem. No wonder I couldn't find it. This is just dumb. All right, well, I'm just posting on Twitter. That's all. You don't, you don't need to pay any attention to me over here. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting one. It's by Watery Aquarius. Feeling out of touch with yourself? Take a look at your natal chart and reconnect. Feeling like you've lost your focus in life? Take a look at your progress. Take a look at your progress moon and chart. Trying to plan for your year? Take a look at your perfection and solar return charts. <clears throat> I love the fact that they are giving good general knowledge of astrology in these really cute ways. And wait, this book is called, uh, or wait, you're reading from a book or a site at the time with, with, with the astrology <clears throat> quotes or memes? These are from Instagram because I was just showing how technology and culture is deeply permeated in. Like people make careers off making astro memes and doing chart readings like that. The fun of the Astrologica. But we've been making these same kind of memes since the 1600s because I've seen a lot of images of like the Capricorn sea goat. It was almost like you're looking at what are they called? The original memes. Especially in architecture they would put I notice on a lot of the old world churches and old world temples, there would always be some obscene sex. Well, how were they being presented if they were being mm-hmm. done by the 1600s? You said the 60, since the 1600s, well, how are they being presented? They're being presented in old images, but the images themselves have significance like there would be the Leo symbol or the Capricorn symbol or a visual representation of Capricorn. Right. All throughout notebooks from scribes. And it's like when they did the book burnings, a lot of times they have comic 
so to speak. They were real books, but they were comics. So they, they kind of let them slide, even though they had jokes about different religious figures, different rulers, things of that nature. Mm. I think it's really bomb. You think it's really what? Bomb, because... Yes, we're going to make fun of you without you knowing it. Yes, we're going to make jokes about your astrological sign without you knowing it. Let me look up a couple of them. Let's see. Hmm. There are a lot of scholarly articles. Astrology humor. Hmm. The online books page. Op- online books library at upenn.edu. Filed under astrology humor. Early works to the 1800s. Hmm. There's whole papers to it. Title. Well, the author is Bradmore Sarah. Title. Miss Sarah Bradmore's Prophecy of the Wonders That Will Happen. Anno Dom. 1687. Also, what will be the effects of the whales coming up the River Thames and continuing into the 4th and 5th of August? Adondam, 1686. Oh, the University of Michigan has the, the ownership to the works. Oh, maybe I should have said this in the beginning, but our show has a sponsor <clears throat> now. Really? It's a realtor, Tanya Hart, from Howard Hanna, our real estate services in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Home is where the heart is. Yes, that's right. Tanya Hart, T-A-N-Y-A-H-A-R-T dot Howard Hanna dot com. Oh, we got a sponsor already. We're only six episodes in. This is going wonderful. Well, you know, it's not... Uh, not, not as difficult as people think. If they just like what you're doing, you know, you let them know, you give them a couple episodes, let them hear it. And if they're into it, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I can get down with that. Sometimes uh, I think that some people need to check on what they're doing because I got some new sponsors. I did a sponsorship run in the last week by putting stuff out to people. I don't think these people know what they're getting themselves into with me. I don't think <laughs> they should listen to I don't to think so. <laughs> But um, Tanya, though, no, she knows because she hears me all the time doing my talk. So, But anyway, just uh, wanted to say that. Okay, we got sponsorship. Yep. And this, I'm reading through this passage. I'm, I need to put this in the, the comments as well because this is from a reputable site. This is online books from UPenn, like the University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Scholarly articles. 
And it's basically making a joke about pills and what, how the astrological about pills, pills. Hmm. Okay. Let me read a little bit. Uh, all right. Let's hear about astrology or astrologica and pills. Mm-hmm. According to the constellations of the stars, which I converse with, there will happen a great rot amongst the quack doctors, but they will not have be half so much pity if they, as if they happened in Rooney. And it's written in old English, so I may stammer through some of it because a lot of the spellings aren't the same. Mm, okay. In Rooney's Marsh, for the honest can spare them, and those as are not will have no cause to lament, for they offer kill than cure. Likewise, they have daubed every post. Nay, there is a there is hardly a creek or corner in or about London, but a man shall be disturbed with their apparitions of the apparitions of the quacks even at noonday in making water for right in making water right before you there stands no cure no money or no money till the cure be performed but when a gentleman has the occasion it's no medicine without producing the ready and above him stands a speedy cure without mercury also either to the right or left there is no apparition cloaked all in black known by the name of aqua teracamagogon that sounds like a transformer name teracamagogon but for my part, I have nothing to say against him. It, I think it's I think it's tetragrammaton. Is it T is it is it T-E-T-R-A-G-R-A-M-M-A? No. It's T E T R A C H Y M A. Alright, please please copy and paste and and, and put it in the, the live chat. Let me look at it. Cause it it's a doozy of a word. But this was written in the 16th century, so let's see. This is a, ooh, what is that? See if you can figure that one out because that's a doozy. But it continues on saying, but for my part, I have nothing to say against him because I am the one, I am one as he hates reflections upon the ingenious that then too near him stands the Mendel Abalto. 
in Fanchurch Street near Magpie, Magpie Alley. Okay, so this is old London. Like old London. And now, and now and then, a female spirit appears and immediately vanishes. And last of all, which is the dreadfulest, appears Ya Corazon Otheos on Pantheon Bohu Tohu or read, try, judge, and speak as you find. To give him his due, his delicate fellow, he is a delicate fellow, and not only versed in one, but three arts, poetry, physics, and resolveth all lawful questions in astrology. Although he understands no more of it than his maid, ooh, painful, I suppose Saturn might be in ill aspect with Venus in the action. Well, no, Mars in action. And there's actually the symbol for for Saturn and Venus used instead of the actual word. As I said before, he is an excellent poet and his lines so far exceeding the dull pen of this age. I thought myself obliged to do him the justice of reciting some of his poems, only coding him as a faithful friend of the muses and really believing that he had no hand in the plot. And good medicine is cheap, if you, if that so you please. For to cure any curable disease, Bohu's best pills, better than the rest, deservedly have gained the name, gained the name of best. Incuring by cause quite purging out of scurvy, French pox, stone and gout, the head and belly and the reins they will cure while you may work or play. His pills often to their maker's praise cure, yeah, even the dogging days. The pentameter on this is really weird. Let not the world wonder. I will not my candle a bushel under put under, for indeed that would be a sin, for to hide my talent in a napkin. Then his cheap pills at threes, the box, a certain cure for the pox. Each box contains thirty-six pills, I'm sure. Never better made scurvy to cure. The half box eighteen pills at eighteen pence. Though tis too cheap at your own sense. So hoping you do not expect a prophecy from one who so much condemns them and their art. I rather did I rather did it for two reasons. First, that the wise as well as the ignorant might avoid the rock of deceit. If not, I cannot help it. The second is I will assure you it's very hard time times and I wanted money so taking my leave till the coming up of the next whale I remained a true and loyal subject to his majesty to whom God preserve and in general your humble servant SB printed by authority so basically she's making jokes about the snake oil salesman using astrology Well, um, <clears throat> you know, there's, uh, 
There's some other interesting stuff about astrologia and technology. Um, there's an interesting book called uh, Dark Mission, The Secret yeah. History of, of NASA. And um, supposedly, um, all of the um, all of the missions of NASA, according to this, you know, this book, um, all of the NASA missions uh, have their launch sites, either um, and or landing sites, uh, at a 19.5 degree angle beneath. There, uh, one some major astro- astrology sign. Wow! Um, every single time. Um, so that's just an interesting thing about that. Um, and also, they claim that uh, that um, that also all of the solar flares of the sun happen at a nineteen point five degree angle north and south of its latitude. That the great dark spot of Neptune is at 19.5 degrees north. The great red spot on, on uh, Jupiter is at 19.5 degrees south. The tallest mountain on Earth is, uh, is, um, is Mauna Kea Volcano in Hawaii from the seafloor to the top is at 19.5 degrees north latitude. Olympus Mons on Mars is at 19.5 degrees south of its equator. Um, and yeah, so there's on and on with all that 19.5 degree stuff and and that also every single NASA mission, once again, is 19.5 degrees, uh, has above it either the launch and or landing sites of uh, some constellation, astrological constellation at a 19.5 degree above the launch and or landing site. So, and that's from the yeah. book, Dark Mission, The Secret History of NASA. You don't find that suspicious? I mean... If it's true, I would find it suspicious, but I just I I just find it fascinating. I think that it's cool that they would even, you know, somebody would even, uh, you know, that they would um, consider such a thing. Right, and it's nineteen point five exactly. That's what they're saying. That's like almost the midpoint. It's a little over the midpoint because each house in astrology is divided by 30 degrees so it's a little over the midpoint Hmm. well what I'll do oh wait yeah I'll just put it here in the uh, there's a whole the whole book is right here by the way that's the entire book on archive.org is uh, the whole book of dark mission everybody on an internet archive full text of dark mission and And this is what this is why I love calling because I get to access all of this stuff. I'm going to add this to the reading list. Yep. So there you have it from archive.org. I, I never knew about archive.org. Oh, I'm a bookworm. And notice. So now I'm going to be sitting up at 3 a.m. reading books all night. Mm. I'd recommend it highly. See if I can find all the books on my reading list. Mm. 
What's funny is I want to do pieces of where I'm looking through the birth chart of certain websites because you know each even your Twitter account has a birth chart, right? Everything does, yeah. <clears throat> so I want to know like the archive website if it was formed under a Mercury rule sign. See if it's like in the summer of Gemini or the fall of Virgo. And and what is the significance of that? Because Mercury rules all forms of communication and knowledge in that aspect. Yeah, but then you would have to then be, well, aren't websites about communication and stuff like that? So wouldn't they all have to fall under that? I mean, that's a little bit much. Mm, It depends. Like archival work, I would look for Virgo. But a lot of blogs will take on the personality of where they were formed. Like, Mm. with Instagram, the day that I formed my, let's see, September 20, let's see, Virgo ruled sign, September of 2023, 2022. It used to be where they would have the full year of. Hmm. It's in the idea that a lot of places have birth times and places and a lot of websites have birth times and places. And that can also fall into numerology days. Because say, for instance, it's an eight on the day of your website. You may get a sponsor or a new subscriber. All of those things, right? I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I think, let's see. Gotta pop you back in. See, we're in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. Hey, Brady. We're in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, and we are right at the end. So we're done with the actual retrograde, but we haven't moved forward on course. So we may be still experiencing a few technical issues and trying to figure things out for the day, but it's doing pretty well. You think so? Communications job, a technology job today. And I was like, Ooh. What's up, Brady? How you doing? Hey, Brady. What you got going on today? So it's funny. As soon as Mercury Retrograde ended, I got a job in technology. How you doing today, friend? What's up? It must be the retrograde is the reason that I've been laying in bed all day. <laughs> <laughs> or the moon or the moon. The I'm I'm also um getting ready for a show I have on Sunday, so kinda trying to adjust my sleep schedule so that I'm ready to rock all night long on Sunday. Okay. Uh <sighs> wanna rock and roll all night. And party every day. Yeah, it's going to be like that. <clears throat> I, and I get paid for it. <clears throat> oh, that's dope. That's the best part. 
And um, yeah, so the retrograde, is, does it happen every month or is it just like whenever Mercury is going away from the planet? It's whenever Mercury goes on its separate course and it's usually a three to four week period. Most people say three weeks and then it goes direct. But that additional week that we're in now is the void, of course, or when it hasn't started moving forward, so to speak. Uh-huh. So this happens just about every month. Um, Every two to three months. There oh, is okay. always a planet somewhere in retrograde. So it may feel like there's always something moving backwards, like the generational planets when they go in retrograde. It is... It seems like it takes months. Sometimes they'll take years to go forward or avoid, of course. Uh-huh. Interesting. Cool. Thank you. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. No problem. Well, it's a couple. You, of- so, you know, why would you know that? It's such a peculiar thing to know. I know you are not talking about somebody having peculiar knowledge and you know the history of runes and all of those things. You see how Hakeem does me? You see how he does? That's, it's just a very particular thing to, to, to know some retrograde patterns or even to be looking at such things. I mean, who does that? Me. See, you're going to get beat up. Keep on. Like, I know he owns a dojo and stuff, but he had never been attacked by a spider monkey. All right. Well, I am a five-foot tower of pain. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. All of you is going to be in pain. I'm just going to move out. out I'm not trying anything. I'm just going to move out of the way and let you curse curse splat yourself. See, this is why I have a, I'm gonna have a special bag of tarantula mix just for you. Keep talking that shit. See, Brady, this is why Virgos and Aries always are in conflict. He always starting with me. I've done so no we beefing today. We beefing today, Brady. We no just on good terms. Whatever. <laughs> There's no beef. This is not a a restaurant. You know what's funny? You know what's kind of funny? Is it like, man, this last day or two, Hakeem, I've been on one like you, dude. Like all day yesterday, I spent I spent damn near all day yesterday setting people straight. <laughs> it was so wild, dude. Like and uh I even did a little bit of that this morning too. I feel like, I feel like I was just like on a roll. I'm like, all right, it's about the time that I've, I've had enough of the echo chambers. You know what I mean? And I, I, I made a room this morning that's actually called, did I destroy all the echo chambers? Because like there's been, I've noticed a shift in uh, the culture and the behavior of Colin already after calling these people out. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's going to happen, especially if you've got, you know, other people, you know, chiming in. And I kind of do my best to remain somewhat neutral and release and not, at least on here, to not take a side too quickly. But I will entertain it and listen. Like yesterday when you were talking before we came over to Sicily's show here, how I just kind of 
let it be a little bit and don't jump on too much and say, yeah, this, that, and that's what happened because I'm not really sure. But also, I don't think that they want any, um, you know, any influential voices uh, chiming in on that. And and it's kind of what what you do may be forcing them to take a look at what's actually happening. Yeah, it's nice. It's vindicating. It feels good. <laughs> and everyone's having a really good time doing it, too. Uh, we held our first proxy debate this morning. It actually went really well. It worked. Out. I don't want to I don't want to get too sidetracked. We're talking astrology and nerd stuff here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, was, I, I feel like maybe uh, some of my attitude these last few days could have been attributed to this retrograde, huh? Especially with it coming yeah, to Yeah, it's an quite end. possible that it did, yeah. It's like the communication style is clearing up just a little bit better so things and concepts can be given uh, out exactly how they're meant to be. You know what? That's so funny for multiple reasons. It's like communication is totally broken down, not just over call-in, but my interpersonal relationships with, like, you know, a friend of mine. And it's, it's, it's okay, like, we're still great friends and everything, but, like, we, we were, we're kind of, like, in this really awkward communication phase of our friendship. <laughs> and, yeah, that's just interesting to note. It's just so wild. I feel like you guys read my mind every time we hang out and talk. It's so cool. Yesterday was fun. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you. You just come in with the energy that we can vibe with. And I'm still thinking about yesterday because you got a double divination. That was a first here. I don't know if anybody else does divination shows here. They were both great, too. I mean, two really good readings in a row. And it was like the perfect mantra to listen to while I kind of did some work on my new business. And it actually encouraged me to get out of my shell a little bit, get some work done instead of just laying around. Brady, where are you again? And what part of the world are you in? Planet Earth. No, I'm just going to in Texas. Okay. Texas. Tejas. Okay. Down in Texas, yep. Deep in the heart of Texas. The full open carry state. Dude, yeah, you can carry swords out here too now. <laughs> you carry really? full ass. Yeah, you're, we're allowed to carry full ass swords now, so I'm, I'm about to be taking advantage of that for sure. And you know, the funny thing is, uh, whenever I go on a first date with a girl, I usually end up giving her some kind of, yeah, dude, come on down, bro. We'll squat up. Uh, it's a good time down here, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I give a lot of blades to girls on first dates. Really? They love it. It makes them feel safe, you know? Do you teach them how to properly use it? it? Nah, they know how to stab. Not stab, stab. Cut, cut, stab, stab, bang, bang. Fun, fun time of that. I met two, uh, I found a shank at a, at a gas station the other day. It was like a sock wrapped around a sharp wooden stick. You know what I mean? Oh God, let me fucking hide this before someone fucking stabs someone, you know? And so I picked it up off the ground and there were these, held it in the air like a sword. I was like, yeah, I got this badass cool shank. You know what I mean? I was like cracking up. And uh, there were two, two girls watching me the whole time. And they rolled their window down I'm like, oh, my God, what is that? And I'm like, it's a shank. <laughs> and they're like, what's a shank? And I'm like, it's like a sword, but like made of like 
recycled material. And uh, they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, you want it? They're like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so I hand it to I'm like, okay, here you go. And I hand it to her. And she goes, oh, my God, it's a sock. <laughs> she like throws it out the window. It was so funny, dude. It was uh, I was cracking up, man. It was a good time. Are you sure? You, are you sure you didn't just set them up because that shank had like bodies on it, and you got their prints and DNA on it now? Yeah, yeah. I had to had to had to mess with the with the uh, evidence. I had to tamper the evidence a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's a good time finding a shank. <laughs> and you know, um, I've been developing a really strong friendship with this girl and everything. Everything's going good. And like, we're at the level now where we damn near read our minds already. It's read each other's minds already. It's pretty cool. You know, um, I love and cherish my friendships like that. When, when we become mind readers like that, you know, it's like, that's something special to me. That's what I'm looking for. You know, Mm. can I ask you your Venus sign and house? Yeah, up right now. Sorry about the wait. I was muted. Um, but yeah, I'm pulling up. My Venus is in. Let's just see. Where is Venus? Ah, I see. Venus is in Scorpio. Interesting. Interesting. What does that mean? It depends on the house. Ah. Uh, I see signs. Ah, fourth house. Oh, so the fourth house is the base of the zodiac. It is the house of the root and how you're rooted in life. And it's more so with Scorpio being in that house. Hold on, let me bring out my book. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> when, when you just said you wanted that mind reader connection, it it almost gave me the idea of Aquarius, but Scorpio makes a lot of sense as well. See, I am an Aquarius. Oh, so you are? Uh, it was a that was a very Aquarius statement. I was thinking Aquarius Venus, but it makes sense that you're an Aquarius Sun. You know, you know what's so funny is I actually got in an argument with a girlfriend about it one time. Like, there were so many things. And see, she was being a manipulative. Uh, I think she was honestly just being a bit manipulative. Um, but I kind of told her, I was like, hey, you know, there's like a lot of things that I kind of kind of just expect you to kind of do and know and like pick up on and, and you're not really doing it. And uh, she's like, well, what do you want me to read your mind? And I'm like, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't got to get it perfect, but I want you to try, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Can I give you That's a how... love? What's up? Can I give you a love reading? right? Oh, yeah, please. So Venus and Scorpio, you need emotional intensity. To feel needed and wanted, passion and sexual fizz, to be transformed by love and sex. Your ideal partner is someone who isn't phased by your intensity and powerful emotions. 
and to the control your jealousy and suspicion and need of control in relationships. And you say Venus in the fourth house. Emphasis on creating a happy and harmonious home life, gathering loved ones around you and caring for them. Potential pitfalls, feeling hurt if a partner's if a partner needs their own space, clinging to overly sentimental memories. Places to meet a partner at a party in your home, in a shop selling furniture, or around soft furniture furnishings. It's a very soft, gentle place. Solid advice. I Yeah. Yeah, I used to have I used to host a bunch of house parties. <clears throat> and you know I've never met a girlfriend at one of my house parties, I don't think. Um I met some girls, but like never anything real serious, but I like the idea of like a cozy setting, like to meet people, have a, a nice cozy place to sit, chill and talk. Yeah. That's cool. Also, I have another question, another question for you that may make it a little more personable to you, because that was a general for the fourth house and just Scorpio in general Venus. Are there any aspects to Venus in your chart? What does that mean? <laughs> Are there any conjunctions, sex styles, squares, trines or oppositions to it? So I got Venus and Scorpio determining how and what I love. It's in your fourth house, meaning that for me, love is often expressed in your home and family. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Um, Use AstroSeek that's linked in the top link bar. It will give uh -huh. you and the planets that it also aspects so I can give you a more in-depth piece. Because I know CoStar can get very general and very wordy, but if I have the angles in the, and what planets conjunctions, I can give you more. I, I just discovered chaos mode in CoStar. That looks interesting. Um, now, how do I find the aspects that you mentioned again? Let me see. Since you're using CoStar, let me open mine. Um, profile. No. Chart. Uh, the circle one. Okay, I see the chart. Okay. I'm in the chart. All right. And... So you know what the Venus symbol looks like, right? Right. Okay. Look and see if the line crosses to another planet. So See, I can't Venus. find my actual chart chart. I'm not getting well, you, like a, I'm not getting like an actual circle chart. I'm getting like a square table chart. Click on circle need, at the Do I need to open the, do I need to like update the app? Uh, that I need to update. Probably. Or you can, once you click on chart at the top, it has the option right above it where it shows table. Right next to it, it says circle. Okay. Yeah, all I have is a table. Let me check and make sure this app is fully updated. That could be what's going on. 
Yeah, See, I don't think I've, I've ever found a nice. Yeah, it needs an update. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Thank you. <laughs> it's gonna yep. get even cooler. Yo, y'all, I swear to God, though, I feel like this co-star thing is government psyops. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with y'all. Some of these, some of these suggestions it's given me is just too much. Like, it's it's too it's listening to me. You know, it, it is absolutely listening to what I'm doing. There's no doubt about it. Like, absolutely. I I don't know. Well, I, I just mean, had maybe, a. I just had an experience where, um, where Cicely suggested I look up um, that you know who the most common sign or what the most common sign was of serial killers, and um, before I was even, I, I I barely typed in on a completely different device my, on my iPhone, and I started to type in I typed in most, and then I put in like S E R. And then it filled out the rest of it with most serial killer common sign or, or astrology sign. So I didn't, and I'm like, how does that happen? Like, I was like, that's that's definitely okay. AI. Definitely. I There's no way. Anything, no, serial killers are like a topic that is kind of explored more by women, you know? Yeah. No, but I mean, all I did was type in the word most and then the first two letters, S-E. I didn't even type in serial or there was no R and, it, and, it, and the, the rest of the suggestion came up as most serial killers astrology sign is what Google popped up. Like, how the hell? Yeah. So it's how definitely, it's de- well, because they're listening. The AI, the, the, the algorithm is listening. And watch, yep. I'm going I'm yeah, to do, do some screens some screen recording stuff to look at this later to investigate. I think I may have taken a screenshot of one of my co-star readings just so I could like, be like, man, was it really that specific shit? Uh, let's see. I'll tell you mine for the day. It says you can do this. Do airplane mode, direct sunlight and power ballots. Don't self critique hiding or overthinking. That's, they've been listening to my conversations because I was talking about doing a karaoke show on here one day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, mine said, uh, don't typecast or crave approval. And I'm like, that's exactly what I was doing yesterday. Like, I was <laughs> typing in the comment. I was typing in the comment section because I'm blocked in so many rooms and because they were taking so long to talk also. And I was making jokes in the comment section because uh the funny thing is is that i wasn't really craving approval but i was pretending like i was craving approval because it just made it so funny because they're like no one likes you brady you're you're meaningless no one thinks you're cool and then like someone else would come on stage and say like one or two little things and they'd be like oh my god such a good idea you're so brilliant i love you you know what i mean They're, they're like they're like hyper supportive towards each other and like hypercritical towards me and so like i was making these funny jokes in the comments like man i just wish somebody would like me like i wish i just had one good idea <laughs> you know like <laughs> stuff like that like i just want one of you guys to be my friend <laughs> like, <laughs> it was cracking me up uh but i was having a good time typecasting yesterday actually i'm like man is the government trying to tell me to stop <laughs> because i was having a good time and i i feel like I really got a lot of kind of, I feel like I moved the needle in leftist politics yesterday a little bit, you know, which felt, felt good. I think we moved us to the left a little bit. So it felt like a win. Hmm. So 
with the update, did you get to the circle chart? Because you have the table version and then right next to it, it says circle. Because I'm interested to see what aspects your Venus, because that will give you a deeper meaning into what you got going on. Uh-oh, he disappeared. Oh, no. Come back to us, Brady. Sometimes it happens. We're in that last bit. Now, I do want to demonstrate the difference in the houses versus the aspects. So I'll do it on my chart because mm. we were it okay. really, really good. Because it brings up a very good point. Yeah. It says... Venus and Aries, you need passion, excitement, the thrill of the chase, a new conquest if things get boring. Ideal partner, romantic, sexy, loving, and knows how to keep you interested and flexible. Control your tendency to put yourself first emotionally and idealism. So with my Venus being in the 12th house, emphasis of do on doing your best to be liked keeping emotional secrets, having some time to yourself, potential pitfalls, secretly wanting to be loved and admired, feeling guilty about satisfying your emotional needs, places to meet a partner through a charity or while doing volunteer work at a hospital or care home. And my Venus is aspected by the sun as well as Jupiter. So... Aspected by the sun, my its influence is warm, courteous, charming, and creative. A need to be liked and very self-indulgent. With Jupiter in its aspect, I'm generous and affectionate, loves having a good time, popular and gregarious, and can struggle with emotional commitment. Hmm. Uh, that seems right up around the right alley. Oh, Wait, right up who is that? My alley? My alley. Oh. Hopefully not the alley of Uranus. Yeah, it's more the alley of Uranus. How about that? Mm-hmm. By the way, everybody, I'm talking about Uranus the planet, okay? You don't need to censor this um, <clears throat> too heavily. I don't think it was censored. Huh? I don't think call in was censored. No, I know it's not, but, you know, maybe it might uh, have censorship. When it goes out to other platforms to be broadcast, like they might, I don't know, they might put a warning on it. (laughs) Cancer Mars in the third house. That's the other aspect that denotes love. Cancer Mars wants someone you can trust, a happy, stable domestic life, and things to always remain the same. I have to approach things from an angle rather than directly and using my warmth of personality. Focus what I need, what turns me on. Hmm. Focus on your breasts, sensuality, sensuous food, and being slowly seduced. Control your nervous energy, moodiness, and grumpiness, and a tendency to react to criticism as a personal attack. 
And that is in my third house. Emphasis on sticking up for siblings, winning arguments, and always being on go. Pitfalls. Ooh. Sarcastic and derisive comments that hurt others' feelings. Too many outside Places to meet a partner. At school while you're at school while you're out on a bike or in your car. That's random as hell. That would be where I'd meet somebody uh, on my bike. You're also a cancer, Mars, so it's it's right on. (laughs) It's right up your alley. Alley. Alley, alley, alley. Alley, alley, oop. I said a oop. And then mine is affected by. Pluto. Ooh. Pluto and Mars working together. The influence in my chart. Very powerful. Intense emotions and sex drive. Determined to conquer problems. Temper may be under extreme control or no control at all. I have that incredible Hulk thing. I try to take the trigger off the bomb, but when I go off, I go off. Like when I yeah, that's I have that's it. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner w- wants to take, uh, you know, the trigger off, but <clears throat> that doesn't stop it from going off every once in a while. Okay. I'm going to start counting down my days like uh, like Bruce Banner. I'm going to start counting down like I'm going to start accumulating days where I have a chart that says a timer that says you know, um, 23 days since last incident. I need to do that. I'm at um day three of not cussing somebody out. So I've been doing. Yeah, you know what? That's not bad. I should, I should start labeling my some of my talks with that. Like put it up there at randomly, and people would be like, "What?" And if we both start doing, it, they'd be like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Three days since last incident. What incident? <laughs> I think that's really dope. It is so. Um, so um, anyway, I I'm gonna to stick to that. I'm gonna start doing that. So such and such days since last incident. That's that's my thing now. Since last nuclear reaction explosion. Oh, you win. I'm in. Could right. be random. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. What the hell? What kind of incidents they talking about? Right. Um. De-triggering the phoenix, day three. That Oh, I need to write that down. Because we have different types of, we got different mode, modalities. You're more on the Magneto end, and I'm more on the Jean Grey side. For me, I'm only two days out from last incident. When I did Demonaut 6 on 111. Oh. So, yep. I'm only two days from last incident. All right. There we go. It begins. Maybe three days last incident. <clears throat> After uh, we're done here, I'm going to rack up some mentor coins on um, wisdom by reading through the, uh, the, the guidebook for um, Black Tarot. 
an ancestral awakening guidebook. So, so it's like you know how it feed two birds with one seed by um, by doing by reading things that I'm already going to read and sharing it on wisdom. So that'll be cool. That is cool. I'd love to see and. You'd love to what? Love, I'd love to see it, man. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll be doing it. <clears throat> I also when, love the format of these shows we have. They're about they're good listening range to get something yeah. done. Well, it's it's not forced, which is really great. Um, you know, so that's the one thing I like about it is that it's just we're just chilling. And, and just getting some stuff done. So just reading and learning. And that's what really is really cool about it is that we're just reading and learning and getting stuff done that way. So that's one thing that makes it happen is that we're able to do that. And when we're able to do that, it makes it so that you can easily, you know, to track everything if you want to. Um, because it's not like you're putting so much energy into it that it's forced. I feel as if it's just an easy going thing. Like, I come with the idea of astrology and then I can move it into developing other shows for other apps as well. Now that's the most fun. It's like a think tank. Been developing. I'm sorry. Say that, say that last part again. Um, like I'm in the think. I'm developing. Other I do this show. It keeps going. Come up with more and more stuff every day. Yeah. And I got a love for astrology, so this is fun. I just saw another post pop up on Instagram. It's saying what the rising signs are doing for the year. The rising signs who are learning what true happiness is in 2023. Libra rising, Scorpio rising, Sagittarius rising, and Capricorn rising. The rising signs who are focusing on their success and career in 2023. Taurus rising, Gemini rising, Cancer rising, and Leo rising. The rising signs who are focusing on improving it. Yes. That's the ascendant in the chart. And the signs that are focusing on healing and improving in 2023 are Virgo, Libra rising, Scorpio rising, so you say these are the signs that are focusing on healing? Yeah. You're working on healing and I'm working on a career. I find that interesting. But I mean, is that like a Virgo thing in general? Right. Health or... That's the one thing that I think I see... What does what does what does astro does astrology have something that will give it more of like a daily 
breakdown? Because I've, I've seen, you know, like their astrology columns and things like that, right? And so they tend mm-hmm. to have like a column that has something break, broken down by, the, by at least the week, right? Like in a newspaper, they'll do something like that and have it broken down by, by week. Yes, the weeklies are based on transit and where they move through each piece. So, say for instance, the moon is transiting past Mars. So, the emotional body may be more reactive for these set of signs, especially if you're a Cancer moon or a Cancer Mars or whatever sign that they're transitioning through. So when they do it weekly, it's like, what's going on this week in the heavens and how it, how does it pertain to you? Okay. But what, what about daily again? Daily would be like the phases of the moon and the moon moves between signs every two to three days. But you may have occurrences like where your moon goes void, of course. So you have to be careful about trying to get things done at a certain time during the day and it's usually early evening or early in the morning or you'll have the sun being in a sign that is square to where the sun was when you were born and on that day you may just catch hell all day with friction points trying to get it moving Or if Mercury is transiting Friction where you're... points meaning like uh, sometimes where there's like a little bit difficulty? Yeah, a little bit of frustration, a little bit of frustration as well. It's just like, what's going on type thing. All right. Like I'll read a little piece from Postar today. Let's do 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 do, and it shows. Oh, charisma for today. You're invested in your self-expression and now people wait, who this, aren't. This is charisma for what? This what is, is co-star. Okay, but what are you reading it for? I'm trying to show the aspects of where each. The natal sign versus the transit. So this is like a daily transit reading. Okay. And just to be clear, this is your reading. Yeah, this is me. It It says tenderness, tenderness, allowing for ego. This is the last day of this transition. It was from January 4th, 2023 to January 13th, 2023. You have a desire for indulgence in your career and ambitions. There will be a chance opportunity that affects the way you've always existed in this world. If you can avoid it, don't start a fight right now. Pursue the things that you want. This opportunity will see its beginnings in your subconscious in conjunction with your career or social life. Keep an eye on your relationship with external validation and your need for it. Do you need it? Whether it's fate or chance, now's the time to take advantage of anything that seems too good to be true. And this is because Venus is currently two signs or 60 degrees away from where the sun was when you were born. That angle, called a sextile, brings forth ease, opportunity, and luck. Venus stands for pleasure and the sun represents ego and focus. So that's like a daily piece that may take about a week or two weeks to come out of.
So sometimes so, you can get. Wait, I'm sorry. So, so it takes like a day or two to come out of, right? Mm-hmm. This one was a two-week transition. I'm trying to find one. I don't think I have any. I have a three-day transition. And that's the conjunct between the sun currently where Uranus was when I was born and the angles of conjunction that brings complexity and transformation. And the sun, sun stands for ego and focus and Uranus represents innovation. So that's a three-day transition from the 10th to the 13th. Oh, but the moon for today is only for today. So January 13th, 2023 to January 13th, 2023, mood challenging ego. You're feeling torn between two ways of being in the world. The heart and the mind shouldn't be in conflict. Find a way to pull them together. The moon is currently in opposition from where the sun was when you were born. That opposition is complex, symbolizing a choice you have to make. The moon stands for your emotional world. The sun represents ego and focus. So that's a one-day transition. That would be on a weekly scale. Like, hey, look out on the 13th for your moon to be in opposition to where your sun was when you were born. All right, so... This is, uh, how, and how much do you feel like it's, it's pertaining or that it, it matches up? It definitely matches up because I've had to make some tough choices in career aspects versus how I wanted to show up in the world. And like what I'm focused on had to shift and I felt the shift this morning. I was like, okay, let's just use the emotional body to move everything where I need to move it, you know? Yeah, I got that. Instead of letting my ego reign and say, oh, no, I'm not going to do any shows today. I did an interview on a little bit of Synergy this morning, and then here I came back on call in to do one here. A little bit of Synergy. Mm -hmm. Anthony Thomas. On Wisdom, yeah? Yeah, we did it for his YouTube channel. Oh, I do have a interesting piece I want, want to look at today because this is new. It's a new transit going on in my chart. This wasn't here okay. last week. I'm interested. Supernatural great. Neptune is known as the great dissolver. Its goal is to break down the boundaries between things. Your Neptune is in Capricorn, which means when things are good, you connect with the world with a goal in sight. But when things are hard, you repress your emotions. You're powerful in this area right now. Your journey is all about staying alert. And this um, transit is lasting from July 10th of 2022 to January 15th. Your vision has been cleared regarding your career and ambitions. You will have a bit of luck relating to your true calling to transcend the mundane. This happy coincidence will see its beginning in new ideas you've been craving, along with circumstances surrounding your career or social life. This look might relate to new hobbies and recently developed skills. 
Saturn is currently one sign or 30 degrees away from where Neptune was when you were born. That angle, semi-sextile, is understood as a positive, bringing forth good Wait, thir- 30 degrees is one sign, right? Because there's 360 times, th- 30 times 12 for 360, right? Mm-hmm. So they're so close together. They're literally one sign apart. And that is a harmonious aspect because when you put yourself in the middle where the world is, it's like that light is focused and shine directly on you. So they're lending their power to you. And Saturn stands for limits and realism. And Neptune represents transcendence and inspiration. So the way I've been limited to realism in life is being challenged into transcendence and inspiration. And it's funny that I have been developing my astrology skills since about 2015. But in 2010, I hopped back in them. Not 2010, 2022, I hopped back in them. And It's funny that it says luck might relate to new hobbies or recently developed skills. I went back into developing it into an art form. And here I am doing this show. And that transit is almost over. It'll be over on the 17th of this month. So when they're moving into different signs. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I have one from May 5th, 2022 to July 31st, 2024. Creativity facilitating transcendence. You might take a risk having to do with yourself and self-image. You will notice frictionless movement in your true calling to transcend the mundane. Let yourself lose control. Be prepared. This acceleration will see its beginnings and new ideas you've been craving along with circumstances surrounding a need for action. A surprising event will quickly change the steps you're taking to reach these goals. Want to know what's funny? I quit my last job. The the weird job that I had Uh around the beginning of that was May 2022. And I moved into the transit that's going to last me till next year. And it's basically because Uranus is currently four signs or 120 degrees away from where Neptune was when I was born. That angle called a tribe brings positivity and acceleration. Uranus stands for innovation and Neptune represents transcendence and inspiration. And this is under the header of spirituality. Okay, so when you have ones, when you have two signs away and it's sixty degrees, that's called a sextile. Mm-hmm. And when you have three signs away, even though it's ninety degrees, it's called a trine for three. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just learned some new terms. Well, three. Well, four signs away is a trine. One twenty. Oh, 120. Not- okay, four signs because it's um, one-third of the whole zodiac. Mm-hmm. When you have 90 degrees, that's a square. It's a direct right angle. Okay, uh, that makes sense then. Okay, good. And then I think I have one more. I have two trines right now and a semi-sextile. Sextile is 60 degrees. Semi-sextile is 30 degrees. 
Okay, gotcha. So it's like dividing the pie into pieces. And what would it be called if you have um, six signs altogether or 180 degrees? They're on the opposite sides of the chart. That's called what? Opposition. Opposition, okay. That's like a standoff between the two because it's half of the chart away. Hmm. I got a three-week transition, one that's going to go through March and one that's going to go through April. I got two sextiles and one semi-sextile in thinking and creativity. This is this is pretty freaking amazing because it's under the header of thinking and creativity and it says uninspired. When you feel completely scattered about your own intelligence, talk to someone about your self-directed goals and strategic alliances. You don't owe anyone the act of remaining tethered to the old version of yourself. If your friendships want to survive, they have to evolve. You remember how we were just talking yesterday about my goals and where I'm going and how I'm actually on track for what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, vaguely. I do remember that, sure. That was the divine inspiration for feeling when I'm feeling uninspired and I'm being hard on myself. That's the advice to do. And there, it's been a four-day transit going on about indulging in my career. And I've been doing this for about five or six days straight. So I'm indulging into my career with this thinking increase. And this is because Venus is currently 30 degrees away or one sign away where Mercury was when I was born. That angle, semi-sextile, is understood as a positive bringing forth good timing. Venus stands for pleasure and Mercury represents thinking and communication. This will not be a stressful situation. That's why I haven't really been stressing about how the shows run. I've just been showing up and doing them because it's not stressful at all. I just come on and talk. It's giving very much ease in thinking and creativity. I can see that. It makes sense. Oh, that will be it. Because that's for the week. For the transit. <clears throat> so when you see like weekly columns. Like I've been working on doing monthly for the transit. Hmm. Okay. So if they sign up with, they sign up on Patreon and give them a monthly reading. 
Wait, say that again, please. If they sign up on Patreon, I can give them a monthly reading and I send it out as a message so that they can see what transits are moving through their chart for that month. So they can know what to look out and I do them by the week because you can tell where the phases of the moon are. It's quite a complicated process. That's why that's on my highest tier. That's on the $25 tier on Patreon because I would have to sit and look at the chart and chart all the angles and figure out where everything's going. But they get those once a month. can dig it. Seems kind of rad. Right? Alright, well. So, seems like it covered a lot today. Even with, with Brady popping in and, dis- popping in and disappearing. Yeah, he said he couldn't up he couldn't update his app and thinks he needed to restart his phone, so he probably disappeared. But I really it was funny when he said he wanted a mind reader. And I was like, Ooh, that's Aquarius something. Mm. Venus. That's funny. I just picked up a book that, that was titled Three Thousand and One Would You Rather Questions and the I opened it up and the first one in there was Would You Rather um, have a photographic memory or be able to read minds? I prefer my photographic memory because it kicks in sometimes. I don't want to read minds because how do you shut that off? <clears throat> I don't know. What about you? Um, photographic memory. I don't want to hear other people's thoughts. I already yeah, care too I'm not that kind of fucking creep. <laughs> Uh-uh. I already care too much I'm a about different what kind of creep. I'm a creep. I'm a widow. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. Speaking of that, though, um, I want to go ahead and start doing um, uh, some other readings on my books for uh, World Reading Club and and see what's going on with the the wisdom elites. And, well, it's been about an hour 30. I'm enjoying this time slot. It's a pretty good time slot to be on. I think we're going to end it here. This is your favorite silly goose. Cicely Marie Goose, a.k.a. The Wandering Fool. And I have been here with the wonderful moderator, Mr. Hakeem Alibokas Alexander, a.k.a. Lex Luthor, a.k.a. Uh, Edo. The Uniquilibrium. <laughs> Don't let him fool y'all. Uniquilibrium is a cover-up for his planetary destruction weapons. <laughs> There's no covering that up. <laughs> and this has been a wonderful show. 
and I'm signing out for the evening. Goodbye, you guys.